Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN on a hump day, Wednesday, July 27th. We'll see how quick I can make this before handing off the baton to my teammate. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks have added a familiar name. Titans fans know who he is. The Heat, they just didn't see a lot of him last year. I bet you Tom Brady gets more out of Julio Jones than the Titans did last year. Jason Tatum says he loves his Boston Celtics as they are currently constructed. Channing Crowder, John, I don't know if you saw this one. Um, he and his wife do something very interesting on a yearly basis that had Kevin Hart floored. We're going to talk about that today as well. And, oh, by the way, if you're a lottery person, John, the Mega Millions lottery, up to its third largest total ever, we're at $1.02 billion because next, no one won the next drawing tomorrow, right? I believe that's correct. I have uh, I, I will be purchasing one, and the way I rationalize it is uh, worst case billion. scenario, I, I contribute to the uh, lottery, right? This billion, billion, one point oh two billion. Would you? Would you? Well, you couldn't work. You'll be on the list with LeBron and some more folks. You couldn't. Uh, you couldn't. You Jordan. Couldn't, you couldn't come to work, right? You had to quit. Um, I would come to work. You know, you couldn't. I would come to work because I believe they publicly declare the winner, right? Don't they do that immediately? I don't know if it's immediate. Yeah, but can't you decide whether or not you're going to be I don't, I, I'm, I, anonymous in winning or whatever? Don't you have a choice in that? Maybe you don't when it's the third largest total. But that won't come out immediately, John. I will go to work one day. One day? One more day. Right? Doesn't it feel good? It's like that day before vacation, except your vacation going to be extended forever. But isn't that feeling, the anticipation of the vacation the day before, it's, the, it's, at, the, it's at its height. And so, yeah, one day. No, that's true. You, you can you can. That's what I thought. South Carolina person won in twenty eighteen one point five billion, and their anonymous their their identity has remained anonymous. That's the highest one. The one point five four in two thousand eighteen is the largest mega millions. I, I don't ever. think they're living in South Carolina anymore. If I had to guess, they're probably not living there anymore. Them folks bought an island. Do you think? Do you think when you win, like how many people do you r- realistically tell? Right, like what's that? What's that? Oh, first? I'm sure it gets out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't you have to kind of be careful with that? Yes. Like, you wouldn't tell, like, you got to keep it to, like, I mean, immediate circle. Like, two people can know, right? Yeah, but what if they got loose lips? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, because you don't, you just don't want it to get out. Family member's going to find out, and there's going to be inevitably somebody in that family is going to run their mouth and tell everybody and their mama. See, like, and then the whole city will know. Right. And then you know what happens? Because everybody in your family is not going to be able to keep it quiet. Oh, and the first question is the first thing is, can I have a million dollars? Could have a million dollars, especially when you got a billion. Oh, they, like a million, they, 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 a million gonna be easy to ask for. That's exactly right. When you got a billion, that's exactly right. I mean, when after taxes, it'll be what, like seven hundred million? Probably like six, six, six. Okay, six, six, six. Give me a million, bro. It's just a million, right? Give me two million. It's just two million. Are Every- they crazy, Brad? Not giving them a damn thing, are we? I think you got to first of all hire representation. 
Uh, right. That's probably true. Confidential. You do, smart. You do want it to be like the South Carolina couple that won and make it confidential. Yeah, do that kind of a I think you're right, Brad. Yeah. And you have to figure out by all means how to do that. Just so ride off in the Taurus like nothing ever changed. I think that there's you don't something. Show them any flash. There's very much something to that, now, Jason Smith. In a lottery, I'm with you. Is it a direct deposit? Is that how Wait, that works? How can't you decide lump sum or, which will be a little less, Monthly before payments. you take it over? Yeah, it can be a substantially less, but yes. Yeah, would, like would, yearly would, amount. Would you guys do the lump sum or the monthly? <sighs> lump sum. I think I'm with Brad. Yeah. Just give it you, all to me. Right. I want to see it on a statement. Right. Yep. And then you just go from there. Oh, you talk about all the good you could do in the world. Right. But that it, that, that you would not do. When though. you got that Bezos money. Mm. The, the, the South Carolina couple certainly has not seemed to have done much for the... For well, the, we don't know that. We don't know that. That's fair. They might have been that anonymous donor yesterday. You never know, you know. That matched donors. Mm-hmm. The yeah. matched the church health. You, could, you just don't know. You're right. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, that would um, be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, we got a big show planned for you today. It is... Uh, what's today, Jason? It is July 27th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Getting on through it. Getting on through it, absolutely. Um, so we'll be joined by Mark Giannato at 11.25. And then uh, at one twenty-five, Anthony Sane is going to be in studio. So uh, that is the show today. But there's a big event happening uh, this weekend that uh, got us kind of thinking. First of all, there's a cover story up at ESPN.com um, about Ric Flair, whose life, by the way, is... Quite remarkable. It really is. Like when you read about, I mean, you know the Nature Boy persona. You know the, you know, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, right? Mm-hmm. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Um, he's wrestling his last match this weekend in well, Nashville. Tell it's very emotional for you. Yeah, it did. It, it was a dramatic pause you had there. Well, I'm uh, I'm trying to do the uh, I'm trying to do the what, what's his name, uh, Francesca. Pregnant pauses. Yeah, right? that's what he's known for. Okay. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to you know. We're trying to we're trying to get here, man. We're this is to, up in Nashville, right? Yeah, not far. He's wrestling Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm impregnating the pauses, man. You, you know? scared me. Yeah, come I, with I don't me think here. You can do it, man. You know, you got three hours, man. We got nothing but time. Um, and there's a there's a there's a cover story up at ESPN.com about his life and sort of the the you know the the journey to to do this. I mean, the guy almost died five years ago. And he was I, on life support. Yeah, I mean, he he was on life support. He, you know, had, you know, basically heart failure. I mean, he was, he was, you know, he says in this story, you know, I was dead for, I was in a, I was in a coma for 14 days. I was, I was dead, you know? Um, so what, what's it going to, what's it going to mean to me to, you know, run around the, and they're, and they're training him by the way, like they're doing like, they're, they're training him like they would train Roman Reigns. I mean, he's doing, you know, all those kinds of exercises and the running around the ring and but the, well, the 73 year old version. Yeah. I love you. Like I've read the story, and they said he's doing all the stuff that the young folks do. But come on, John, you gonna have your seventy-three-year-old granddaddy out there doing everything he did when he was twenty-three? I mean, they they claim they are. They claim they are. So uh, Jay Lethal says the same thing. That's who he's wrestling, Jeff Jarrett and, and, and Jay Lethal. Um, you know, Ric Flair in this story. It again, it is remarkable. He was he was septic. He was on life support for for you know fourteen days. He's come all the way back. He he, was, he, he survived a plane crash. Okay. In the seventies, in the in this story at ESPN.com, they say that a, a bolt of lightning in the eighties ricocheted off of his umbrella and killed the man that was walking behind him. Okay, that's what this story says. This is not Ric Flair's quote. This is this is a like a written Mark Raimondi. This is what he wrote, his words. So it must be true, right? 
there's a death certificate where lightning was the cause of death for this unfortunate brother walking behind Ric Flair. <laughs> yes. I'm going to die. Okay. That's what we're going to let you keep that. That sounds yeah. like a Ric Flair tale, though. I tell mm-hmm. you that. That's one I tell. Right? I'm so bad this ass, the lightning t- didn't even hit me. Heavy emphasis on the tail. It, it, it feels Rick, like. Ric Flair's so badass. What's he doing carrying an umbrella? Thank you. He, he, rain should bounce right off of yeah. him. Right? Look, it rain should hard, man. Exactly. We got umbrellas. Jeez. Look, this isn't like a quote from Ric Flair. I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you yeah, take that your, one. That a man really died from a lightning strike from being behind Rick. <laughs> I mean, this is the writer, man. This is the writer from ESPN. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think we're in any no, position to. No, and it's the it's the front page story. Yeah, I mean, I have to I have to believe that ESPN has journalistic practices, right? I certainly wouldn't question those. Well, yeah, well, sometimes they're wrong, as we've seen in the last month or so. ESPN's never wrong. ESPN's never wrong. We love having a feel of the ESPN affiliation here on the yeah, station. You're not owned by ESPN, by the way, just for listeners. Yes, um, awesome. but uh, but anyway, he's wrestling his final match this uh, this weekend, and. Um, I, I suppose, as these things often do, uh, got us to thinking, right? These things often do. They, we, we contemplate, we reflect, we are grateful. And we thought, you know, what 73-year-old Memphis athlete would we like to see one last time? And I think there's only one answer, Right. There's just one. One get in, get, perform one final time. Who would that be? And I, and Jason and I put our head. We said just got to be the king, Jerry Lawler. He's seventy two. It's amazing the shape he's in compared to Ric Flair, who, with all due respect, at seventy three looks is obviously looks comes across as much much older. The shape that Jerry's in at seventy two, what Ric Flair's been through, no. uh, obviously. Lived a tough life, Ric Flair did. Yeah, I think that's... Jerry's much healthier, it appears, at 72. I think that's the answer. If if there was one Memphis athlete you could see perform one last time, and, and you probably could see it this weekend, and it, like at a, at, in a, a random spot, Jerry Lawler's going to be there. Well, if he's still getting 50000 a show. Yeah, 50 k a show. Then absolutely he's yeah, going to be there. Yeah, for sure. No, who is that person? If there's an athlete, though, that... And I, I, by the way, I don't know that there are a lot of people that want to see Ric Flair do this, right? Well, his his daughter's there concerned. Yeah, I don't think you are. You you do not endorse this, right? No, you, you do not support this. This is what I'm against. This is everything you stand against, right? It, it tarnishing the legacy. Well, I don't. I think know for you, you'll be out there. You'll be out there. What what if he went down? It would, wouldn't well, it? I mean, die? If he died, it'd in the be ring. scary as heck. It'd be scary as heck. And we certainly wouldn't wish that. My my point was when we've applied this to Lawler is not being the butt of jokes. You're being out there. You're being you know you got you're you're being embarrassed out there. That was the point that we don't need those guys. It it, it has a tendency to to ruin the legacy a little bit. I think in this case, clearly Rick wants to get. One last one done. You get the hoop, the odd, and the fanfare. It's a final match. You don't have to get back out there. Um, yeah, I won't be watching, but I'm sure a great many people will. Um, <clears throat> so if you if you could have your choice, though, of, of that Memphis athlete, who, you know, whatever prime, we're not going to stipulate, like, in their current form, right? We're not going to stipulate. No, we're saying we could see them at the peak of their powers. Yeah. Bring them back, right? That's what you're saying. I mean, is, the, is there going to be a real answer other than Penny Hardaway? Like, isn't he, like, the one? Like, everybody always talks about him as the one, like, even in these conversations about, if not for injury, you know. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 He'd be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Like, he's the one everybody holds up, like, next to, I guess, Bo Jackson. It's him and Penny. Uh, Bo Jackson, Penny, Larry Finch. You know, for some of us that saw Penny at his height, it might be a guy 
maybe previously that you didn't. I could understand it for some of these young folks, folks, even some of the folks he recruits. Yeah. You could want it to be Penny Hardaway because you did not see that in person. You didn't watch it during its time. But for guys like me, maybe a little bit older, maybe you go a little bit further back to those that you did not see, like a Larry Finch in his prime. Larry Finch could beat you in any game. A horse was one of the best shooters we've ever had come through Memphis. Seeing him in his prime, I'd have him on the list. John Gunn's a guy who you lost early, obviously, one of, what, the seven Tigers who've had their numbers retired. Uh, 74 to 76 was a Tiger, passed away. Uh, uh, obviously from a very rare disease. Uh, he's a guy who everybody tells you was an absolute monster on the court I didn't get to see. So, I, you know, for many, I'm sure it would be Penny Hardaway, but for some of us older folks, it might be, you know, guys even before Penny. Yeah. Derek Rose for some, right, at his peak. Some would like to see again. I know my kid would probably wouldn't mind right. seeing a Derek Rose at his peak. Yeah, for me. He just knows the Derek Rose that was trying to come back. Austin Nichols has to be high on the list. Uh, that, that, now, you, you, he was a monster. I mean, I I, I stumbled this upon that Austin Nichols. I, I stumbled upon uh, a highlight tape for, uh, uh, from him in high school yesterday, and it was like, bro, when he, when he was playing like Bartlett and all those like you know public schools, mm-hmm. bro. He was killing them folks, bro. I thought maybe you'd go Jonathan Lowe before you went um, before you went Austin I mean, Nichols. Did, but, did you ever see but, Austin in high school? Uh yeah, Brockers. I was at his at his signing thing, or when he announced and all that. that. Man, saw, yeah, he, especially by his by his by his last year there through the Super Eighty and some other things. Super he had done 80, in the yeah. Times he had blown up. Yeah, by the last year he was really good. He pro. I, I didn't expect you to have him this high on oh, the list yeah. of, I mean, I mean, of previous guys. That dude was killing. You Memphis. go from Penny to Austin Nichols. That's yeah. pretty. That's that's very interesting. I'm there. just saying though, like Memphis City Schools, bro. Like he, they had like Mary in Arkansas in the, in that gym. He was ducking all over them damn kids. It was pretty funny. Brad is an Illinois guy. Is there anybody out there you'd like to bring back? You could see him at the peak of their powers one time. So they don't have to have been injured, is what you're saying? The, are they? These are injured players because you've mentioned all injured no, players. No, you just get to pick one. You get to bring them back. Larry Johnson and the UNLV Running Rebels in 1990 was the peak of my high school and athletic existence. It's part of why I went to college there. It's part of why I used I to wear their that. gear. I used to wear de- these long shorts. I I wanted to be you know Stacy Ogman. Ogman. I, I wanted Anderson Hunt. Anderson Greg Hunt. Anthony. I all the that starting five. Who was the big? Got Eccles wasn't it? Eccles or Eccle? Um, no, you're right there. Eccles, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we just named four of them. I was trying to think of who the big was. Yeah, but. I think it was Eccles, and then um, yeah, I mean that was that was as good right, as it Anthony got for me. Augman, Larry Johnson. Anthony was the starting point guard. Um, they they could run. They would score 100 points a game in a college game. They'd go to Arkansas and play in Fayetteville. They had that number one versus number two year, which was. You know, and, and at those point, I know this is going to sound like I'm a freaking dinosaur, John, but there really was only ESPN. They had just started doing those late night madness games where they would play like UC Santa Barbara in the middle of the night, like at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I would stay up to watch those games on ESPN to see Larry Johnson play UC Santa Barbara or Long Long Beach State in that crappy ass whack conference. Larry Johnson was big, man. When it huge be- became Grandmama, 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 he was like Medea before. Medea, yes. you know, he was with that Grandma Ma character, and, and when that, he went and to he North Carolina, huge. it felt larger than yeah. life. It really when, did. When he went to Charlotte, I bought I bought his shoes. I saved up money to buy his shoes from Carolina because he had the, the shoe line from Larry John. He was a big deal. Kind of just fell off. He, he never really got there in terms of where his star was rising. Back to. issues, wasn't it? That ended I think up it was back issues, kind of slowing him yeah. down in his career. He it's was about, in Space Jam though. 
Yeah, he yes. made space jam. He's a six seven guy. He he was big, so at that time you could move people around with that size. Had the gold tooth. Yeah, stuck out like a story. I mean, you knew you, you weren't going to out tough mm-hmm. Larry Johnson. Stacy Ogman, plastic man, and really they should have made Ogman the coach at UNLV. That was a, a miss on that. That that was not to the level of Penny Hardaway at, for that college. But people are probably shaking their heads right now. Listen to the radio going because Arkansas was big in that day. You had UNLV. You had Penny Hardaway in Memphis. You had the Metro Conference before that a little bit. The other one that sticks out is uh, the the coach down at Tulane had the the posse. And they would take five in and five out. There wasn't any player, though, that stuck out for me. But So it would be Larry Johnson. Tiger football player you'd bring back one last time until you could see him go. Or Keelan Hall. Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce. Ah, college football player. Yeah, we kind of. I mean, that's that's putting you in a spot there. You no, didn't grow I, up a Tiger I, football I, I should fan. be able to pull you one out. You try to be funny. You can't come up with something better than our Keelan. What was wrong with that? Come on. I said a great one. Oh, I thought you just said a Memphis football player. Memphis football player you'd love to see. Height. Duke Calhoun. Bring him back. Duke Calhoun, Raleigh, Egypt's finest. Duke Calhoun was a stud, fool. Good one. You got your Tiger basketball player? Mine is John Gunn. I'm not going Penny. Austin Nichols. Okay, you funny guy. High school version. High school version. That man was a beast. Grizz player. Forever. You'd love to bring back, not current. Bring him back and see him one last time. Come on now. We know. Say it. Say it. Say it. Yeah. Express your loyalty. Do it. Wrong white. You on the wrong white. Mm-hmm. I think Jay D'Angelo Will. would be the first one that comes to mind for Tiger football. That's I mean, a great that, one. That's a great one. It, it, D'Angelo's it, a great I mean, one. Yeah, he's like he's like the best ever. You know? Yeah, it's so, D'Angelo. That's, I mean, you're, trying, no, you're, that's you're, trying be, you're trying to be different by saying Marcus Rucker. Dude, I said Isaac Bruce, who is a Hall of Famer, right. my man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. So yeah. so mine counts as yeah. well. Probably right. at the top of D'Angelo. That. I love that you've got D'Angelo on there. I'm glad you pulled one out. D'Angelo was playing right when I got here. I didn't get the top of him. D'Angelo was a walking touchdown. Yeah. So you got you got the right one. An underrated pick would be like Daryl Henderson, like in a, in a Memphis uniform. Like I know he's recent, but like that dude was amazing. Dude was amazing in college. What's I that? will say, Pax. Here's the, you know why Paxton was such a letdown. Here's here's something I, I will say. Here's a weird answer to your question, Paxton, because he was so freaking gifted and tall and could spot the ball in the corner of the end zone. I just wish he would have cared about football more. Like yep. he would have been a good pro if he would have actually gave a crap. Paxton Lynch was a beast. Like he could sling it. That he was that six Ole Miss seven. Win. Yeah, that that like I have great memories of those old mm-hmm. men. Like that, those are good games. Give me your Grizzly, Jay Will, bro. It's not even close. It's not even close. Over Mike Miller. Yes. What? Yes. Jay Will. That's a little bit of an upset. Jay Will was White electrifying. Chocolate. That man, Jay Will is. This is your first actual good submission. Jay actually. Will is actually the reason why I fell in love with basketball. This is a good submission. Like no kizzy. I, I, you stop playing. This is actually a good submission. Yeah, Jay Will was like, like a okay, real submission. Okay, so like, let's just have some real talk here for a second, right? Okay. Let, let's just like, let's just attempt to have like an honest and open conversation. I have been. You've been play play. <laughs> who who is more iconic for a ten year old, eleven year old white kid in Memphis, Tennessee, who's getting into the game of basketball, who turns on the TV and sees a short, completely unassuming white dude who's not physically built, who's not like six nine. Who's doing magical things with the basketball in his hometown? It's fair, right? Who 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 better than Jay Will? You know, who would reach that kid more than Jay Will? Mm-hmm. Just the truth, right? I mean, so you watch him, you turn him on. He's making passes with his elbow in an NBA game. You're like, wait, this ain't the professor. This ain't the N one mixtape tour, bro. This is like 
a November regular season NBA basketball game. He's doing this, you know. And then of course you have like you know you have your whole gang, right? You got you got Ren, you got Mike, you got Pow, you got you know Shane, which is a very lovable team. Right. How about you, Jason? Well, he probably just named it out of that, out of that group. You know, if it's somebody sentimental, it'd be Ren. Obviously, somebody like that. You know, I mean, Ren was a good. He, he wasn't just a tiger playing for the Grizzlies. Yeah, he, he was literally yeah. an impact guy during the time That's that you're, so, makes you're it trying even to become a fan. No, Ren was like Ren, instrumental yeah. in terms of the transition. He, he was such a pleasure to watch, man. And it, obviously, like and a double double machine for a while. Exactly, there. exactly right. You know who I enjoyed right. when I first moved here was Stromile Swift. I know that sounds like a weird submission, yeah. but he, when he would dunk and do that windmill. Oh my what, god! But Stromile was just not a good a player. I, he, he was a bad do, player. At, the the way he looked on a court had all the makings for for something that was he just couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just he was a, he's like a Harlem Globetrotter. He's like six ten, six eleven, just windmill, and then just couldn't play. Uh, uh, my my homegirl Marcy says Scooter McFadden. Oh, Raleigh, Egypt. Scooter could hoop, right? I'd like to see that kid who hit all those threes. I never got a chance to see T-head. him play high school ball. Ever, all the stories are like urban legend around here. Like, it, it, apparently, it's, it's it a was real something high to see record. in the gym. Like if oh. you see him in a gym, it was like he'd stop the whole thing. He was in range as like soon as he la- walked in. Like I would That's like to, I would like to go back to like the last Memphis great era. high school player. The last great yeah. era of Memphis high school basketball was the Joe Jackson, Chris Jones, uh, do you know face offs right. That's the last time Memphis basketball at the high school it was level. A 2010 class. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, Memphis basketball has been kind of crappy since then because all the players are spread out and they leave and they go to other places. You know, like prep that, schools. Yeah, that was the last real time it felt like to me that it was like, like okay, you got you got pride for your high school and it's like it's like the mound and Joe is at White Station, but he was from the mound, so it was like that was. I mean, you just can't. I mean, I feel like we don't talk about that era enough. Oh yeah. There's not been anything like it since. And that used to be like an annual occurrence, right? That used to be like an annual thing. People think about Memphis basketball and high school basketball is like those. Like, you know, you're, you're from like the same hood, but you're at different schools. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best part of Memphis. But we don't, we don't get close to that ever now. No, the high school rivalry, it's not, it's not nearly the same. Yeah. I mean, even whether, whether it was BTW Carver back in the day or yeah. Bolton Bartlett. I mean, I know, you know, you'll still pack it for them, but in terms of the talent it, it that's out there, close. to your point about how it's more spread out now, yeah, it's not, it's not close to what it used to be. Well, yeah, be. because like all these kids are either at private schools or they're out of town now. Prep schools. At prep schools. Even for more than a year. In like, honestly, day. like, I wish I w- that that is the one thing that we don't really actively think about because, like, we, everybody has their own, like, actually important things going on. But the Memphis basketball scene is nowhere near as intense as it used to be. It used to be like, I remember going even to, like, White Station Ridgeway games with Targ Black was mm-hmm. at Ridgeway. And it White was Station, just like. White Station Ridgeway, White Station Melrose for a minute. Yeah. Melrose used to have Melrose had like Adonis, Cedric McAfee, Chris Jones. Chris Wild, Jones. Huh? Wow. I mean, they had like you couldn't even believe it. You yeah. know, you couldn't even believe the amount of talent that like public schools in Memphis, Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Like not prep schools, not guys that were moved here. These were guys that are just from Memphis, just like hooping against each other, right? And now it's just over. Now it just does not happen. You know, and it is a shame. That is a that is a loss because yeah. that was like you think about what makes a city. You know, and what makes up its culture, that was a defining trait. And now it's just been, and, and, and everybody's dealing with that too. I mean, it's not like it's Memphis, but right. I miss that. I would like to, I would like to go back to Memphis high school basketball's prime. That's what I would like to see and relive again. 
and when it's all here, yeah, seniors are all here. When it's all here, mm-hmm. and, these, and these guys Chris are battling. Chris Jones versus Joe is seniors. For the right here. to a state, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. It's crazy. The, and Carissa's going on. Have you seen him? He's winning championships overseas. Yeah, man. That's good for have him. A fantastic wow. career for Chris Jones. It's been fun. It's been it's been absolutely fantastic for him. The money he's made overseas. The amount of overseas. You know, the interesting thing coming to Memphis is how many of these guys. They may not be in the M- NBA, but made real cash overseas. I mean, there's a ton of those Giannis dudes is doing well. Think, yeah, like know, made real money. You know, well. they're millionaires because of playing overseas. Yeah, know? like nobody even ever talks about Sergio Carouche, but that dude has made. I mean, I gotta believe millions. My Overton High uh, OG like, Sergio, like, like he's not even a name that people ever bring up. But like, Rico's uh, playing, got to be playing over I'm there because sure he, he comes yeah. back in this TBT. Sure he's he on is. like the number one seed. He's playing the night. Wow! He's, so he's with Jimmer and yeah, Jimmer, yeah, Munford. Yeah, Munford hit the game winner. <laughs> uh, their last game. What are they in? Semis or championship? I think so. I think okay. it's the semis. Yeah. All right. But. Uh, anyway, we'll talk to Mark Giannato about uh, about this topic. Get his thoughts on that. Who he'd like to see. Yeah, he's got a different perspective because he's not, you know, he's not from here, right? right. So we'll talk right. to him about that and more on the other side. Jason and John, 90 Turn FM, ESPN. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. Somehow the Washington Nationals have taken the first two games of their series against the Dodgers, but don't expect a sweep. The Nats will start Patrick Corbin today. He's lost his last three starts and his season ERA is above six. The Dodgers' bats are due for a breakout and Corbin may be just what they need. BetQL's five-star play of the day is the Dodgers over the Nationals. Whether you like the juicy money line or even a run line, the Play is LA. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Marginato! Sports comments over at CommercialField.com. Host of Giannato and Jeffrey right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Joins us every Wednesday. He's in the building. Mark, what up, man? Oh, not much. Just uh, getting by through this heat. Starting to get football back, which is nice. Man. Real yeah. nice. It's uh, you know college football. You know, it's talking season in college football. Training camps That's opening right. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, the, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, you know, this is the dry. This is our first like dry spell of it sports is. that we've had in a couple years because of the pandemic changing all the. You know, we had it you know, right after you know sports stopped there for a while for it a did. couple months. Right. It did. You know, three four months. But other than that. We've had it's just been straight through there, you know, the calendar schedules off. Yeah, the calendar. No, I, I, I did like it. I did like it. And I wish that the NBA would move permanently to a December start because we don't need it before then. You know, like, yep. let's be honest. We don't need the no, NBA. No, and we need it in July and yes, August. Yes. Yeah. Like, and I it's an inside activity. Yeah, 100%. You know? yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why the NBA won't like swallow its pride. Right. Like, stop trying to compete with the NFL just start in December. That way, you can own well, it's, June, July, and August. It's, but I think it's also partly because like August is not a good like. For instance, like ratings month for your biggest games of the year, like August is not typically a. Well, there's never anything on. I mean, how would they know? Yeah, but people go on vacation. They're they're like their rhythm is is different in the summer than necessarily even June when they have it now. Um, Look, I I personally I don't get to go on vacation in August because kids are back in school. Right, yeah, that's true. I mean, it, well, here Memphis is different. Memphis starts school a lot earlier than most places. Right, like most places are starting school around Labor Day, like either the week week before Labor Day or the week after Labor Day. Right, Memphis is different than any place I've ever lived in mm-hmm. terms of the dates when school starts. Yes, yes. So I, so that's that's one part of it. You, you know, in terms of nationally, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. There's, I'm sure there's other communities that start school. You know. August, yep. like early August, middle August, like Memphis does, but I, I'm venturing to guess majority don't. So that that also plays role. Like, I always associated summer as like you know middle of June to end of August for my like when I was a student, right? Growing up, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it it does get faster and faster that start to school. Sam's back in class today. It's like kids are about to be there. It's crazy. Really? Um, yeah. Wild. No. It's 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 it, it's July and she's yeah. in service. Um, I don't. I don't know what you. What do you mean by it's it's dry right now? Ric Flair's last matches this weekend. <laughs> I mean, is that not enough sports for you, or do you not? Care? I mean, Triple H is in your profile picture. That's true. You're interviewing true. Triple H. Um, yeah, that was for like a story years ago. Now I'm sure I should probably update my uh, my profile picture. But um, yeah, I don't know what to think about that. I feel like Ric Flair had a great last match. His WrestleMania match with Shawn Michaels had yes. that real. They show 2008. that they show that highlight of the end of it. Yes, where like um, Rick uh, Shawn Michaels is setting up for the the sweet, sweet chin, chin music, music yep. and like uh, Ric Flair standing there doing his like <laughs> signature pleading. So no- why is this not the end? Why must he do this? This sounds I, I like that's something I, memorable that it. You know, it, it was a, been it, it's one of the great last match moments and like. Then before before Shawn Michaels goes and kicks him, he says, I'm sorry, and kicks him. Like, it's fantastic. It's like great. It's like pro wrestling storytelling at its best. What will this be this weekend? Well, from reading that story, I mean, the thing Ric Flair has going for him is that he was never, like, what was so remarkable about him 
was it wasn't like he was a great wrestler in like the technical sense of he didn't do like high flying moves or whatever. He was like a fantastic storyteller in the ring. It was yeah, more about his talking. mannerisms oh. and like the sounds of like his chop. So like I think he is one guy who can probably get by, but he was like the dirtiest player in the game and most of his matches went he'd actually get beat up more than your typical like guy who's like a super duper star mm-hmm. and then he'd do something dirty, you know, he'd, he'd give you a nut shot or whatever yeah. and he'd you know poke you in the eye whatever. So like a lot of what he does like he can probably do is like a 70 something year old but they point out like mo- in most matches he would take like a, a suplex off the top rope he would like someone would do that to him it's like can he do that yeah, do, you, do you want 73 year old almost died Rick no. Flair doing that so like i just think his last match was so great it's presented in that ESPN story is this was not necessarily his idea. It was brought to him by Conrad Thompson, right. who's like a prominent podcast host. And his son-in-law. And, and his son-in-law in the wrestling world. Um, it was presented as he brought it to Ric Flair, not Ric Flair like was out seeking a last match. Right. Now, yeah, I, do I necessarily believe that? You know, yeah, I, right. I, maybe, maybe not. But um, I, if I was Ric Flair, I can see both sides of it, though, because he almost died five years ago. And, like, in his mind, you can just – I can see him thinking, like, yeah, so what if I die in the ring? I almost died five years ago. Right. You know, and I want to have one more ma- – I want to, like, prove to myself I can do this even after I almost died. I, I can see – It will be a terrible match. Yeah, well, it's also – here's the thing. It will that, be awful. It also says he's battling Sad. plantar fasciitis right now. Oh, he's getting makes, He's getting Come a cortisone on. shot to, like – Like, it's going to be an absolutely pitiful match. Right, it's not going to be. I mean, when he's been on TV in recent years, yeah. and even like being like a guy at the side of the ring, and like even five years ago when he was like doing like not bumps, but like was involved in storylines in the WWE, like he wasn't moving that great. He wasn't like no moving doubt. that great pre almost dying. So mm-hmm. like, well, like well, well, like like Dustin Star, right? Who who's the Grizzlies? Like he won't even take bumps anymore, and he's in his early forties, right? Like he won't even do it anymore. Well, I don't think that's. I think like I. I think Dustin, if like there was like a special match, he would do it. Well, he he's would not do it that for like, like you know. I mean, but, for Young Rock, but you he's, know, I mean, I'm saying he's just not doing that on an average Saturday. The thing anymore. is, is like Flair is an is 73. It says in the story, he's an old 73. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like he's an old and in much better shape. That's what amazes you. Um, Lawler 72. Well, like like they said in the story, I did not know this that. Like a, a lightning bolt ricocheted off his umbrella and killed the man behind him. Yeah, well, like it's Ric Flair. Like, and he's probably, like, you like who knows? Him? Like, Thank but you. no, but that wasn't in Ric Flair's voice, though. I know, but it said in that thirty for thirty, there are so many tales about Ric Flair, and which ones are true and which one are not is like, who knows? Thank you. Like, who knows? Uh, ESPN will not lie. ESPN will not print a falsehood. It's like Wilt Chamberlain and like the number of women he had sex with. Like, like the 10, people. 000, yeah, like who knows? Know. It was just a lot. Like everyone knows, and so mm-hmm. like he, I'm. Ric Flair, seeing him, like, very clearly he has had some crazy things happen to him in his life. Which ones of the hundreds of stories you heard are actually true? Do you Zach believe knows? that Wilt scored 100? Yeah. Yes, Why? he scored 100. Why? Because he, he held up a, a piece of paper, bro? It was a professional game. Josh Dad got film of it. He told you that. Right, exactly. We never found it. How? How Pastner's got the so, film. So anybody anybody can just hold up a picture. Sh- of, like, I bet you there's people who Josh were there who are still alive who you could call right now to... You know, who were in the crowd or... And what the hell are they going to remember? <laughs> They'll remember he scored 100. It's <laughs> like a memorable thing. You know, like you were talking in the... 
in the last segment about like the high school scene here and how it's different now. Oh man, it used to um, be something. And because you know, and, and in terms of who you would want to see play like one last time, and because I was thinking about it in Memphis context, because like I've learned about all this stuff that's happened in Memphis mm-hmm. over the years, and like, but I've like I wasn't you know other than right. five years ago it's in the last five five and a half years, I have not been at any of the events like. I definitely think Penny's up there on like the who you would want to see one last time, um, but you know if you with, could write a column one night, one anybody night. and Flair's from Memphis, so whether it's a Memphian or anybody that's worn a tiger, well, or, Flair don't claim Memphis. Bro. I will say He's this: still I, from here, bro. when I was reading the story about Ric Flair, I, I was like, even though I don't think he should do it, like I was like, oh man, I. I, I wouldn't mind writing a column on like, go to Nashville and write a column. Well, that's the on only that. thing going on. It would be it would be national, right? Everybody yeah. would read it. It's a good time to go. Yeah. Well, that one now ESPN did a nice job with this story. Yeah, it's, it's a nice they kind of stole your thunder. Here. Yeah. It's still yeah. gonna be sad. No, it was like I sh- you know it was you know something where you go like eh, someone should have thought of doing it before ESPN did this week, even though it's like kind of a sideshow. It is interesting that that Ric Flair's doing it, but um, yours is Penny. Obviously, yeah. Well, like I remember watch. I remember watching Penny with the Magic. I I can't say okay. I watched him with Memphis State, but I remember as a kid watching Penny Hardaway and Shaq with the Magic. Like that was, I mean, that team was, that was a show. That was a Thought nationally, yeah, yeah, nationally relevant uh, team and story. Um, so I I remember watching Penny then. But I would like. I think Penny's like the classic one because his the end of his prime was robbed of from him. I would love to see. Like I don't want to see like. Penny play, fifty one year old Penny play basketball. Like I, to be quite honest, I want to see twenty seven, twenty eight year old Penny. No, I don't think anybody. I don't think Penny wants to see the fifty one year old Penny play basketball. It's very different. It's very more. It's low to the ground now. Oh yeah, he's got no. I've seen him play a, a pickup game or two. Like when I first got here, and he's like, you know, he's like, he's, he's a, a post, post guy, player. yeah, Good post player, exactly but like, right. and can like, you pass know, out of the post, can really you know, like, yeah, yeah, feed, you know, mm-hmm. feed anyone, and is just, you know. Big enough and crafty enough to do whatever he wants. Still, again, you know, against even like you know decent adult competition. But you know, is the, is the jumper not, is the jumper really there at fifty one? You know what I'm saying? He's probably tell you, jumpers as good. Oh, as I feel been. like the jumper's fine. That's, yeah, that's it's more just do. like he's ground bound. Yeah, he's ground bound. Yeah. Do you think Penny can like still dunk? Hell yeah, he can if he I think, summons it I up. I think if, if he, he might need to like stretch, you know, and like you know, I don't know if he's doing it from like a Six, standstill, you know. Like I think he needs to build up a little momentum to do it. But yeah, I think he could dunk one hand. Again, if he like stretched, yeah, yeah. like yeah, well, I he's think six, so. Seven man, he's I know, but he's fifty one years old. Though. I mean, he ain't Ric Flair out there, bro. He's fifty one years old. He's there's still in a, pretty uh, good shape. There's a uh, there's a uh, I can't remember his name, but he, every year on his birthday, he's like a former NBA player. He's a legend. I can't remember his name, but he he dunks. Oh, uh, every Marcus, year. Uh, yes. uh, the dude in uh, yes. White Man Can't Jump. Yes, he, but but had a great career every as a year, buck and everything. He's like seventy eight oh, yeah. years old. Johnson, and he right. still dunks. Yeah. He can yeah. still every year and once a year he does Johnson, it. Marcus Johnson. Yeah. I think it's just That's Marcus it. Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah, although I feel like that's setting you up for like depression because at some point you're not going to be able to dunk mm-hmm. and like you're just setting your. Well, yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be eighty years old. No, I know. I mean, so that's not like, like I think it's I think it's inspiration. I'd, I'd rather like dunk at forty nine and just hold on to be like, hey, I I was still dunking when I was fifty, you know, mm-hmm. and like you can just carry that. And like if you don't do it again after that, no one can say you can't do it. You just haven't done it. 
Right. I just to stop posting it on Twitter, right? That, <laughs> that, look that, that would be my philosophy on doing that. Leave but, it, leave everybody. But I, I can see, you know, again. I, I, I take it. I take it. I'm like, man, good for you, dude. Yeah. Like you're, you're you still know. doing it at 60 something. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's in his 70s. I didn't realize you, were, I, I, I knew the Triple H picture was there. You did that story, but I didn't realize you were such a wrestling aficionado. I loved it. I mean, I think every like, a lot of boy, like I went like in middle school. I grew up in like when WWF versus WCW was like at its height, you know. Like, and I watched both shows like in middle school and like beginning of high school, really. Like the the Stone Cold Rock years, those years in WWF, and you know when you know Goldberg and all that. I was like so super like, into it. So, are you down on the product, sort of like John is now? He's lost the love because he doesn't think the product's nearly. So as good. when I did that that story I did where I took the picture with Triple H, I I basically like followed this guy who was in um, NXT at the time. He made it to WWE briefly after the story came out, uh, Mojo Raleigh. He's not even – WWF WWE released him recently. He's, like, becoming an agent for pro wrestlers now. He's friends with uh, Rob Gronkowski, and he's on TMZ – their TMZ sports show yeah. on TV. The hype, um, hype bro. Yeah. He was like the hype it was, bro. It was, when, it was when they were first doing – switching him to that hype bros. Yeah. It was, he was, like, doing a tag team because it wasn't working as a singles guy. But I followed him around, and I watched the product for, like, six months while I was working on that story. I would watch – you know, I would keep track of things mm. because he was, like – Maybe going to get called up. Maybe wasn't. You know. Maybe was going to stay in NXT. Whatever. Um, and I, I definitely didn't think it was as good as when I watched it. Then I haven't. I don't watch the product regularly now. I like kind of keep track of the broad strokes. Like I'm following this Vince McMahon story. Right. Right. Like right, this, right, that's right. Him. Him stepping down. Um, I kind of. I kind of follow it in that way. I don't. I don't you, I, age, I, you aged out. That's well, what it is. Yeah, you, I mean, you know what'll happen? You don't have you age out. I'm guessing. I bet you, my. Two boys at some point, one of them will get into pro wrestling, and work. I'll get back into it then. Maybe when you're taking him down there, you know? see, like, yeah. I, like I don't feel like as a like who knows, like I I don't have a son, but you know I, I feel like I would just be like this sucks. Like you have no idea how good it used to be, kid. This sucks. Oh, like I remember, I remember, like <laughs> I went to I went to WCW's Great American Bash in Baltimore, and I'll never forget. It was like me and two of my friends, and my dad took us. My dad was literally, literally brought the Washington Post, and like during this pro wrestling pay per view, was just sitting there reading the paper. It was like it's like an indelible memory in my oh, head. Oh, he, he like he had no interest. Oh yeah, zero That's interest in watching. And, and he was going to make like a it, statement how bored he was. He no, was going like to read he, the newspaper. He was there to just the chaperone crowd. us. We were like sixth or seventh graders. And but he I'm was saying just though, do you have to, to bring the newspaper though, man? Well, we, there were no phones no back phone then. At that point. Like he needed something to do. Was that like what very normal, John? People did that. Yeah, he just chaperoned. Absolutely. Yeah. My father used to wait on baseball practice, and he'd bring a newspaper. Wow, uh, that's very like, common. There was no phone. You're like, not looking at anything. People be standing up because something happened. My dad just sitting there reading like the sports section. Yeah, different you know, time. That day, yeah, I can't even imagine that. Like I mean, I, I get to sit like on a subway or something. You know what I mean? Like you're just like you're trying to catch up on the news, but just like when that's definitely your... one of my first jobs out of college was like a new like a paper that was designed for the subway in New York City. Uh, Metro New York and like people you know like e- that was as recently as like 2008 mm-hmm. like people were reading because there was no reception still in the New York City subway system so you like you couldn't even you, there were some smartphones then but you you had to uh, 
read the paper. If you, to, you needed something to get you through the subway ride because the cell phone reception was spotty. Oh, real quick, because we've been talking about it, and we saw that they'll get Seton Hall to start off that tournament yeah. down in Orlando. Do you think faster start for Memphis? That's been the key, right, is the slow well, starts the last couple of years, but obviously a bunch of new guys. It's interesting. As I go through what I'm hearing is going to be on the schedule, and I think it's going to get released maybe tomorrow, Um I don't think there's a lot of like buy games on this schedule. Like from what I'm, you know, from what you hear, like already just what's what's been announced. So like, I think I don't think there's like a marquee game on this non-conference schedule that really stands out to you. You know, as like you know, there's no top ten, top fifteen right, team. Auburn's like Houston. is Auburn the highest? Oh, yeah, Houston's like, conference. Like Houston, sure. yeah. Auburn. But in terms of non-conference, is yeah. Auburn A and M is like supposed right. to be okay. a pretty good team. You they know, they were in the NIT title game, right? Yeah, they won the. Remember, they went to the SEC tournament yeah. finals, yeah. and people thought they should have been in the tournament. And they yeah. returned a lot from that team yeah. that had all that momentum. Like that should be a good. That should be like your best home game. Uh, I, I think that's this a year. Really, I think that's a really good game, though. Actually, yeah, and you get them at home. Yeah, that's um, a really good home game. But you're playing at, and Alabama's going to be good again too. Yeah, but um, it's there though this time. But no, you know they're all like kind of more like they're all tournament teams. It feels like like at least on paper right now those mm-hmm. teams. But then you know you hear like I've heard rumblings of maybe they're playing Vanderbilt early in the year this year. Um, you know, instead of a bye game on top of what they've already got. Like, I, 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 I think they do have Alabama State right. They'll have the Madlock game that was probably you know they got to have some yeah, bye game. Reported, I think. Yeah. Tony, but then yeah. you got you got at St. Louis. You know you're doing it's that return game. game. Yeah, they're they're like if you look at like they're cons- I think yeah. they're going to be the favorite in the A10 this year. Yeah, that's going to be a season favorite. Like that's going to be a good game. You rolled them last year, but it. it I, you know. I think the schedule just. I think the schedule is going to set up where I don't know if they'll have necessarily a gaudy record as gaudy a record as you hope, but I think it feels like it might be a schedule that gives them some leeway to go through. Uh, you know, a, you know, a loss here, a loss there, because I think it's going to be. A, right. It's again, it's not going to have a marquee thing, but if these teams, these power, if these, because to me, when you look at it, you go, how many games are we going to have against teams that could potentially be top fifty in the net or top one twenty five in the net? Because those are generally speaking your quadrant one, quadrant two games, and like you look at it, you go like, they, you know, they got a, they got Ole Miss at home, they got A and M at home, you know. Hopefully A and M's a top fifty team. Hopefully Ole Miss is a top one twenty five team. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got um, Auburn neutral. You hope that's maybe a top fifty game. Um, you've got at Alabama. That's probably going to be a top fifty game that's for a, you. That's quad one for sure. Um, Auburn's going to be quad one. You know, you hope Seton Hall. You, you hope you get out of that tournament in Orlando at least one top fifty game and one top one twenty five game out of that. Right. You know. It, you know, that kind of is. We'll see on that. You get Seton Hall, who's like I mean, lost a lot. But yeah, I mean, I think was it, a tournament team last year. Yeah, it, it sets up where if you if you like weather it, like it's 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 got top four, five seed. We, we saw you know? last year they they went through a four what four they lost like four consequential games in a row in non conference play, and they were able to do enough. Yep. That, like the schedule was good enough. Yep. Where. Once, if they could just get on a roll later, they could still make the tournament, and that's. I think this schedule might be a little bit better than last year's, no, just in is. terms yeah. of the depth of you know, just yeah, like Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, Seton Hall might not be good this year, like tournament teams this year, but those bottom tier SEC games, 
as long as they're not like a Georgia team like last year. Remember Georgia last year was so bad yes. and it hurt you. But like generally speaking, even the the, the la- bottom third of the SEC like is still going to be in that 100, 125 range for your net. Like if we're going by the stuff that helps determine your fate. And so because I think I think they're going to take some time to come together just like some of these previous penny teams have because there's so many new pieces. I think they're better equipped to start off fast one because Penny's now gone through it multiple times where his teams haven't started off fast and I think he knows I, I think if he doesn't if he can't fix it th- this year because he's very clear to me he's cognizant of it then he probably will never be able to fix it given the way he constructs a, ro- a roster with so much turnover but like it's not like he's not trying to fix that and then but um and then you have Kendrick Davis, a guy who like a legitimate go-to scorer who everyone knows is the go-to guy. Like even in the the years with the number 1 recruiting classes, mm-hmm. it was freshmen who were coming in as like the potential go-to new go-to guy. Exactly. And and this is different it feels like oh, yeah. because it's, you know, it, you know, it's a fifth-year senior who just won league MVP or you know, player of the year in the league. Um, and the secondary guy coming back, DeAndre Williams, has shown, in my opinion, sometimes a little too much, a willingness to defer. Like, it's not going to be a problem that Kendrick Davis is coming in and being the number one option, mm-hmm. even though DeAndre Williams has been here the last two years and been an established guy for this team. But it just feels like he, he would rather be more it, – it, it serves him better to be a secondary offensive option. He's more effective that way. Absolutely. So it should be uh, it should be a, a really fascinating year, man. It should be uh, you know good good chance for that team to make some noise early and potentially avoid you know um, slow start. Mark, appreciate it as always, man. Thank you. Thank you, brother. No problem, guys. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.